just uh, be a troublesome year, uh, one full of a lot of trials and tests and sorrow. And uh, I'm kind of um, glad we're entering a new year. And uh, I believe that uh, it's going to be a, uh, a better year. Uh, for um, all of us, uh, as I mentioned, it's been pretty stressful. Uh, in fact, um, it was very stressful for me. And I had to uh, renew, uh, not that we didn't know what I'm going to preach about, uh, this morning, or at least talk to you about, but uh, uh, I, I found that it's, uh, uh, it was really a difficult year for me. I uh, didn't know in 2020 I would end up three days in the hospital, and my whole system went haywire, and they did some tests, and trying to figure out what's going on here and what has happened and I didn't know and I don't know if they know and I lost some hearing in my right ear and they put me through a lot of tests to find out if there's any kind of tumor or what was causing it and, and uh, my system just went crazy and uh, so as I said I ended up in the hospital and them trying to figure out, and, and of course they never did really uh, figure out uh, 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 what was was wrong. But it was a uh, uh, <clears throat> it was just a uh, year of trials. I went home a couple Sunday nights after church, and uh, I was sitting up in the bed reading, and uh, all of a sudden I just closed my mouth and uh, one of these wonderful gold crowns that's about 20 years or older uh, came off and I felt something in my mouth and I took it out and here was the, the tooth and the, the, the ground, uh, the gold ground crown. Uh, and I said, Lord, uh, what else is going to happen now? I, I'm losing my hearing and and my hair's falling out, and uh, <laughs> I thought, Lord, I'm going to be kind of glad when this uh, year is uh, uh, is over because it's uh, it's a little bit hard spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to call it, uh, because it seemed like one thing uh, after another, and so I. Uh, I begin to think, and this is not, I'm not giving you something new, but I'm giving you something that's old and I, I realize all this, but I entitle this uh, my message, Spiritual Warfare by Proclamation. And I kind of had to renew some things in my, my thinking. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's what I want to talk to you about uh, this morning is, uh, we're in a battle, and we know that. Uh, we're, uh, we're fighting these, uh, a spiritual battle, and, uh, and I, I got to thinking, uh, I really just kind of had set this aside in my thinking, and I began to think, what is, what is a, a spiritual warfare? 
by uh, proclamation. Uh, and I thought, well, making a proclamation is a form of spiritual warfare. Now you're in a battle and I'm in a battle and we're gonna be in a battle until Jesus comes. And I realize that and, and you know that. And so I said, well, what, what's a proclamation? And so I went back into God's word and I began to dig it up and I found too much. I found more than I could really uh, handle. And uh, a proclamation is an official announcement usually made in public. And I said spiritual warfare uh, by proclamation. Well, uh, back uh, in medieval days, uh, there would be a town choir that would come out. He was called a choir or a herald. And he would say these words, oh yay, oh yay, oh yay. And it's spelled O-Y-E-Z. We would say in English, oh yes. But it's oye in French. It's a French word. And it means to listen. And so this herald would go out and ring a bell. You've probably seen some of this or uh, in, in history. And he'd ring this bell and he would holler, oh yay, oh yay, oh yay. And people would in the square would stop whatever they're doing and uh, this listen. I'm making an announcement that came from the king or the queen or a nobleman or a duke. Uh, they did this a lot in England and in France. And I'm, I'm here ringing this bell, hollering, listen, oh yay, oh yay, because I want you to stop what you're doing and listen because I'm making a proclamation, not my words, but this is what the king said. This is what the duke or a nobleman or someone that had authority would, would say, you go and make this uh, an, uh, proclamation. Now, in history, we have studied, <clears throat> and I remember, went back and remembered one of the first was by President Abraham Lincoln, January 1st, 1863, when it's called the Emancipation Proclamation. And it's, you can look it up and it's a lot in it, but in essence it says this, that all persons held as slaves and are henceforth shall be made free. And of course there's a lot in that, but that was called the Emancipation Proclamation made by a president see that all slaves from all the states will be made free and so uh, I looked up and I was reading and I saw this uh, uh, presidents make a lot of these President uh, Trump made one and I didn't even know about it, it was April 30th 2020 and he called it uh, and he, he signs and they have pictures of him signing a proclamation it's called uh, the month of April 2020 was Older American, Older Americans Month. Well, I never even heard of it. But uh, anyway, it was, he had a commission that he commissioned that would 
make sure that nursing homes and, and uh, because of this COVID-19, that I want some special care to go into that. But uh, that was called Older American Month proclamation by uh, the president, by President Trump. Well, if you ever go to Israel or to an Arab country, um, five times a day, there's a proclamation made from a tower. And you will hear this in Israel, and I've heard it many times. There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. Five times a day, and that's been going on for over 1,400 years. And so it, it gets into people's mind, their psyche, because it's a proclamation that is repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated and pretty soon they believe there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. Uh, and so uh, I thought, well, since it's a public announcement, uh, I want you to look in the word of the Lord. Jonah, the third chapter. And uh, fourth verse. We know the story. Jonah was prophet of God, called to go to Nineveh. And if you know a little bit of the history of Nineveh, Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. Assyria was that northern kingdom above Israel. It came down and took 10 tribes because they had failed to well, he had corrupted himself and failed to uh, walk with God. And the Lord said, all right, here comes a more wicked nation to conquer. They couldn't conquer two tribes, but they did conquer 10. And they carried them back into Assyria. Nineveh was the capital. These people were wicked. They were bad. Uh, bad individuals and, and so but the Lord allowed them to take them so when the Lord said to uh, Jonah go to Nineveh well first of all if I'd have been Jonah I'd have, I'd have probably said Lord I, I don't like those people they've conquered 10 tribes they're trying to conquer the last two tribes they're wicked and of all places I don't want to go there well he didn't now uh, look at uh, the third chapter in the fourth verse. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said. Now this is a proclamation. Yet 40 days in Nineveh shall be overthrown. He announced that. Where did he get the information from? From God. See? And so the Lord told him to make that announcement, Nineveh's going to be overthrown. So he, he makes a, whether he rang a bell or went to the town square or whatever, but he makes this proclamation, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, uh, I want you to, uh, uh, well, let me just read on here a couple verses. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast. A proclamation is proclaiming. 
And so they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For <clears throat> forward came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, this is the proclamation now, let neither man nor beast, herd or flock taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, yea, let them turn one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. This was a proclamation by the king. I want everybody to turn from their evil, their wicked ways. Repent. See, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way. God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. <clears throat> Let me tell you how to turn God. King made a proclamation, repent. Turn from what you're doing. If you want to turn God around, one of the best ways I know is to repent. Of course, I do this quite often. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> I, need, I need forgiveness. But uh, uh, we're, we know that uh, Jesus uh, said, uh, repent, that your sins may be blotted out. John the Baptist came preaching baptism by repentance. And the apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost, the first thing he said, when they said, what should we do to be saved? He said, repent. Somehow repentance turns God around. If you want to turn God around, it's just good to know how to say, Lord, uh, I haven't been... Uh, where I needed to be, or I'm not doing what I need to do, and uh, uh, Lord, I'm sorry, I'll do better. But repentance is just a good avenue uh, to turn God around. And th that's making a proclamation. Somehow, God's, <coughs> God's word is full of proclamation or proclaiming this. When I... <coughs> went through this not knowing my physical condition. And I thought, Lord, what's going on? What, what's happening? And every day I made a proclamation. We'll call it that. I proclaimed God's word. 
And I went back and I looked and I, I thought, Lord, uh, I need something good. And so I went, I think it's in, uh, uh, Exodus. I think the Exodus 15th chapter, if I remember. And I, I made this as a proclamation. I said, it says in your word, I am the Lord God that healeth thee. I grabbed onto that. And every day when I sit down, eat a little breakfast, I would say, thank you, Lord, for your healing touch. Because your word says, I am the Lord God that healeth thee. I grabbed onto that. I held onto that. I made that a proclamation. I proclaimed, God, this is your word. I didn't say it. It came from your word. I am the Lord God that healeth thee. Sometimes you have to get a hold of a, this is the spiritual war that we're in. And I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. I don't know more viruses or more whatever. Uh, I hate wearing the mask. I went to the barber shop the other day and I never took the mask off. They said, leave it on. And she cut all this hair and did this. Only thing she good, she, all this gray hair. She said, sir, you look 20 years younger. I said, thank you. <laughs> but she, I never took the mask off. She never took the mask off. I've never had a haircut with a mask on. Till now. I don't know what's going to happen, but somehow, <clears throat> folks, this is what we're going to have to use yes. in 2021. Yes. This is what we're going to have to proclaim. God's word. I, I looked at another verse that I kept on quoting was Psalms 103.3. Who, uh, uh, let's see. Is it forsaketh? Who forsaketh? Uh, no, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases. I grabbed onto that first. Lord, you've forgiven all of our iniquities. You've healed all of our diseases. Somehow I felt, Lord, I don't know what else to do uh, except my spiritual warfare. You see, the Lord said, take unto you the whole armor of God. Helmet, shield, you know, breastplate, all this armor that he says. And then he said, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Yes. That's my weapon. That's why I said this, our spiritual weapon is to proclaim God's word. And I think we're going to have to proclaim it. And you, whatever you're going through, uh, find something in God's word. Look it up. Read it. Uh, get, get in there. Find something that you can hang on to 
And uh, my pastor used to tell us when we were kids, he would say, sometimes you have to get a hold of God's word. And he said, hang on to it. And he said, uh, ride it like a bucket bronco. Hold on, Lord, you're going to get me through. You, you said in your word that you wouldn't put anything on me that I couldn't bear. And you're going to make a way of escape. Hang on to it. Lord, I'm going through the valley, but you're going to be with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I'll fear no one because you're with me. So somehow I got to get a hold of this word. And, I, and I've had to do it this year more than ever. And it brought back, I said, Lord, I seem like I'm just slipping a little bit from your word. I need to start proclaiming. I need to start quoting your word. I need to make that a proclamation. I need to proclaim it. Because I didn't say it, you said it. Right. Who said it? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords said it. And I can proclaim, it's not my word, Lord, it's your word. You said that you'd make a way. And so sometimes I just have to hang on to God's word, write it as I said, like a bucket, hold on to it, like a bucket bronco. Oh God, I'm going to hang on this word, whatever I'm going through. <clears throat> Let me tell you something else you can do. Exodus, the 31th chapter, Old Testament, but powerful verse. Uh, and uh, I want to read the uh, 30, 31st chapter of Exodus, and I want to do the last verse. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communion with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. You know the story. They left Egypt, Israel, now <coughs> out into the wilderness, come to Mount Sinai. God calls Moses up to the mount and gives, by the finger of God, gives him the Ten Commandments. And he's there a little long. Uh, Exodus, the 32nd chapter, uh, first verse. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what uh, is become of him. He was there too long on the mountain with God. God gave him the law, the tabernacle plan, the priesthood. And this took time. And so he's there a little bit long. And so the people said, well, we don't know if he's dead or alive. What, we don't know what's happened to Moses. And so they decided that uh, they'd make uh, a, a golden calf. And uh, 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 this, th these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. And uh, so uh, uh, fifth uh, verse uh, of, of, of 32nd chapter, and when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation. Aaron is the priest, high priest. He made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. But this was not a good feast. But he, he made a proclamation. He said, This tomorrow.
tomorrow, I'm saying this. I'm a man of authority. Moses is gone. And so I'm making a proclamation. I'm proclaiming that tomorrow is a feast uh, to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, go get the seventh verse, go get down. For therefore, uh, the, the people, thy people, which brought, brought us out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Get down there. Singing, dancing, cutting themselves. Uh, <clears throat> terrible. And the Lord said unto Moses, I've seen the ninth verse. I've seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now listen to this. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. Moses, these people have so corrupted themselves just in this short time. We just went through uh, Egypt, 10 plagues, 10 miracles, brought them out. I give them the law. Uh, I take a little time, but I'm directing them because they're going through the wilderness to the promised land. And I'm trying to give you directions to direct them. And, and in just a short time, they've corrupted themselves and gone back to Egypt worship of all kinds of idols and they made a golden calf. Terrible. God says, you know what, Moses? I can raise up a people by you that will love me and walk with me and serve me and it will be faithful to me and just let, let me consume them. Let me destroy them. <clears throat> now therefore let me alone that my wrath me waxed hot against them. 11th verse, and Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Now here's the proclamation that Moses did. We can do the same thing. He said, God, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom you said, Lord, thou sayest, thou swearest by thine own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And in Genesis, God said that to Abraham. I'm going to multiply your seed. And all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Moses did something. We do this. I guess subconsciously, and thank God. Moses is communing with God. God's fierce. Want to destroy these people. They've corrupted themselves. Got another 
God a golden calf and they said these are the gods and I, I'm tired of them. I'll raise up a new people from you. Moses says, God, I want to quote you. You said to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you said, he's quoting God, Lord, you said that seed from them will inherit this land. I'm going to give you this land. You said that to them. You promised them that. Well, let me read you the, um, what is it? Let's see. The verse, uh, <coughs> the Lord said, repented, said, I'm not going to destroy him. I won't do that. Now, somehow, quoting God's word, let me give you a little illustration. We were doing in our church, just as a body from Sunday school on up through adults, we were taking one verse and memorizing it. And the verse was Philippians 4.13 for that month or that week. I don't remember how, I think it seemed like it was a month we, we used that one verse to all of us to get it into our mind, hearts, and we were quoting it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And so we had all memorized that verse, where it was found, Philippians 4.13. Even the children. Sister Sheena was about four years old. And I had to go to the hospital that day, and so I went on into, I was in North Little Rock, and she went with me. And uh, <clears throat> so I said, oh, I'm going to stop by. It was a large grocery store there. I said, I'm going to stop by this grocery store. And I know you've heard this before, but it fits in here. And uh, I pulled up, parked. I gave her a lecture. I said, uh, Sheena, now you're four. And I know you like to push the buggies, but you can't even see over them. And I said, this store is a large supermarket. They have a lot of canned goods and displays in the aisles. And I said, for sure, you'd run into them. Anyway, I gave her a five or 10 minute lecture that you can't push this buggy. And I said, so uh, <clears throat> let's go in. And uh, she pulled on my suit coat, said, Papa, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can push the car because I can do all things. Guess what? 
she pushed the cart. <laughs> and I had to somehow get in front a little bit and guide every now and then because we were going to run into some uh, displays. But what could I do when she quoted God's word, made a proclamation on it, she proclaimed it. And I had a, I had a young uh, couple that came to me, and <clears throat> fine family, just great uh, mother, and had a wonderful professional job, and, and uh, a husband in church, and one of our right-hand men in the, in the church, just great people. And she came one day and she said, uh, uh, Pastor, I'm just having a, just a lot of difficulty, and I, I'm overwhelmed, and I, the, the, the stress is about to, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. I'm about to go under. I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And uh, I didn't know what else to say. What else? I said, let me tell you what I want you to do. I said, go home, turn to Philippians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, and read that verse and write it down. And you know what she did? She went home, opened up the word, read that verse, copied it down, and she copied it down about 10 times. And she said, she told me this after. She said, you know what I did? I put a copy of that when I went to comb my hair in the morning. It was on the mirror. Said, I put a copy on the dash of my car. So when I'd get in, before it started to kind of look over there, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can, I can make it. Uh, regardless of what the pressure is and the stress, I'm going to make it. And she, every, she had it when she went to work on her desk. She put out, she wrote it out. I can do all things through Christ. And in, in less than a week, she came and she said, Pastor, guess what? It's working. I said, what's working? She said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to make it. Said, this is not going to conquer me. And God, in Jesus' name. And somehow, uh, somehow when you get a hold of, of uh, uh, God's uh, uh, word, uh, I gave you, uh, you should have gotten a copy of the cross. You can cut that out. And that's what she did. She cut it out and she put it on the refrigerator. She put it everywhere she could. And she kept on because, Lord, this is, this is about to get me. I'm about to go under. But I can do all things. Why? Because I am proclaiming your word. I'm quoting your word. You see, if 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 I can if I can uh, if I can claim, if you want to turn the Lord around, we repent. If you want to uh, cause God to stop and quote Him, say, Lord, you said that you would make a way where there is no way. Lord, you said, I don't know how many times, I, I thank God, I said, I thank you, Lord, for healing. I proclaim your word. You're the God that heals. You're the God that saves. 
You're the God that delivers. You're the God that brings me through. Quote God's word. Get a hold of this. This, this year, I think, and I believe this, this is not prophetic, but I think we're going to have to proclaim more of God's word than we've ever proclaimed it. In fact, this last year, I've had to claim it uh, and proclaim it more than I've ever. What are you talking about? I had to lean on God. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but with your help, I can get with your word. I can get through this. What did David say? Thy word have I hid in my heart and might not sin against thee. Somehow, folks, this, this is alive. This is what I need. This is, this is going to carry me whatever COVID-19, whatever virus comes, I'm going to have to stand on this. I'm going to have to lean on this. I'm going to have to say, God, uh, I don't have anything else but your word. Right. When I looked at some of these doctors, and I don't remember four or five that came in different, in a different, from urologist to this to this, came in. They didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. We don't know what happened. I don't know. But when man does not have the answer, you gotta get a hold of something that you can find strength in. Say, God, you know what? You're with me. Thank God. Regardless of what I'm going through, Lord, I'm gonna hang on to your word. Twenty. 21 is just around the corner. And this is a good time for us to proclaim. Make this, find something in God's word that you can lean on, that you can trust. It will get you through. You say, well, I'm going to make it. Well, somehow there's some times when nobody has the answer, but I can quote what the Lord has said in his word, and I can trust that he will bring me through. Praise God. That, let's stand. There's a song that, you, it's an old song, Standing on the Promises of God. Somehow this, I don't, if you're here today and you feel like, Lord, uh, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know my situation, whatever. Get a hold, get, get a Bible. Whether you use your phone, iPad, get a hold of God's Word and find something in there that you can lean on, that you can get a hold of and say, God, this will bring me through. Keep quoting it, proclaim it. 
I don't know how many times I said, Lord, you said in your word, you're the God that healeth me. I said that every day, every day. Lord, you're the healer. You're the healer. You're the healer. You might get tired of hearing that, but I don't think God gets tired of hearing that. We might get tired of hearing it, but I kept quoting it to God. Lord, get me through this. Give me strength. Help me. And God, I need mercy. I need love. I need God's greatness. I need his healing power. I need his forgiveness. Whatever you need from God, it's here in the word. Get hold of it. Stand on it. Hang on to it. Don't let go of it. Keep quoting it to God. Lord, you said it, Lord. Will it get us through? Yes. It'll get us through. Let's sing it. Praise God. As they're singing, if you'd like to come and pray, you're welcome to. If you feel like you threw a problem, you need Stay God.